So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's up, everybody? We're back. Uh, it's your boys, Archie and Kamesh. We're here for this week's installment of the Fascinating Below Average podcast. How are you, Archie? I'm great. You know what I was just thinking? Mm, no, but you can call me. You're supposed to guess. Uh, you're going to say something about how it's the 4th of June and that makes it one month until the 4th of July. That's like my legitimate guess. No, I was actually going to say we got the podcast podcast out a little late last week, so it's kind of like they're getting two podcasts in one week. Yeah, it's kind of like how if you have a, uh, a leap year, you know what I mean? Like it all adds up. Like if you like over the course of four years, you get back one day or over the course of us being late multiple times for a podcast you get uh, one extra podcast. That, I mean, that's science. That's just math. So yeah. if we can get if we get fact-checked maybe by like a math major or something like that, that would be awesome. Um, dude, yeah. Like last week I said it, basically we were entering the dog days of summer where there's not much for us to talk about and we have to kind of make our own fortune, make our own luck. We're officially in that right now because... I was like, maybe, I was thinking about it, I was like, can we actually drag out 60 days, talk for 60 days worth of weeks? I don't know. So We could just recount every day that we had on 60 days <laughs> yeah. in nauseam. Yeah, day four. Let's start. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I sat on my couch and I watched the third installment of The Office. Yeah. Like, recorded notes about my bowel movement, like all that kind of stuff, so... Um, yeah, it's been a pretty good week for FNBA, though. We, uh, it's been a big content week. I know that that's going to be one of the things that we've talked about. We put out some videos. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying that. Um, I think they've been funny because, um, I guess a little peek behind the curtain, we'll give them that. We have, we used to communicate a lot more in terms of, like, the content that we would put up. But now I think we've just gotten to know each other to where it's like we just put stuff up and I've been legitimately laughing really hard at some of the videos and content you've been putting up and I hope I've been returning the favor, but uh, especially the simulation, the video game. And what's awesome is seeing the difference between some of the older grads on who are primarily on Facebook and then uh, recent grads and current students who are on Instagram the reactions are just very, very different. Like, everyone on Instagram seems to think it's really funny. Everyone on Facebook is like, wait, is this actually how that simulation happens? Like, are they really swearing and talking about cookies at the CQ and, like, <laughs> taking poops after eating meatball stroganoff? Well, like, yeah, yeah. And that's the best part about, like, because typically, sometimes we'll post something on one platform that we, that we don't post on another, but uh, we kind of like to spread it spread it out on all the platforms that we run on. And it is true, like, the older crowd resides on Facebook, and it's really funny to get the differences in reactions, uh, just kind of like you talked about. But that's actually kind of a good segue into, it's not really a topic, but every once in a while when we have a, maybe a piece of content that does well, we just like to, like to talk about it live on air. And uh, I don't know, what, what do you want to call this, T- talking memes or live action memes? Yeah, I'd say, like, audio memes. 
audio memes. Yeah, we'll call it that. Um, yeah, so that the Air Force video <laughs> game one essentially, you know the Instagram stories where you don't have a choice but to watch BuzzFeed's top 10 reasons why um, you know, getting engaged at the age of 12 was the greatest thing that ever happened to me will pop up on your feed. Oddly specific, were you engaged when you were 12? I don't want to talk about it. Um, the Air Force might revoke my my diploma, but yeah. basically, it's one of those things. It's called uh, what is it called? Rated Red, and I think it's a military specific Snapchat feed. And I actually had somebody send it to me uh, individually, and of course, the first thing that my brain goes to is how can I make this into you know a funny video? But to talk about what they're actually doing, like the money that they're putting into virtual reality to recruit high school kids to become airmen and they like judge what you do in the game and give you a score on like your courage and leadership and you're identified by your ip address is ridiculous i think it's really funny because it's uh as much as it's kind of like new school technology it's also very old school technology what they're trying to get is game film in terms of how you handle like honor situations and stuff. So it's no different than what, like, Nick Saban would do in terms of watching game film. So I'm just I'm just picturing a hilarious room filled with colonels, like, sitting there with the lights turned down, watching film on how some kid reacted to various situations that were presented to him in a virtual reality uh, Fairchild Hall scenario. Like, I th- not, that's <laughs> really, really funny. Not <laughs> to mention, they don't realize that Every kid, including like our age group, grew up playing things like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, where if you are given the option of helping the lady walk down the street or beating her with a baseball bat, you're <laughs> going to take the latter. So it's like, what do they expect? It's a video game. Like, what do they expect to get out of this? It's more fun to crash the helicopter into the ground than to land it safely on the side of a mountain. Yeah. If, if they are truly trying to recruit and get like the best talent possible, there's going to be kids who know how to hack this game. So, how hilarious would it be if? Whenever presented with like a moral, I don't even know what exactly what it is. I'm making this up that it's potentially moral dilemmas and things like that. It is. It really but like, is. What, if, what if you seriously like so and so brought you up on honor charges and then you could just punch him in the face? That would, be so, <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, do uh, you deny, deny, deny? Do you <laughs> take it to the honor court or do you accept your punishment like a good little cadet and march yeah. your course? Yeah, like. So and so comes up to you and warns Cadet Bucko comes up to you and warns you that you may have been exceeding the zero zero one three alcohol <laughs> policy. Punch him in the face and just do it again. Like take out your cadet saber and just like slash him. That would be awesome. So the yeah. news is in and, and zero of the thousand candidates that have played this played this game actually qualify to be members of the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. It's like it's one of those things where maybe I'm I am kind of an old man yelling at the cloud, but I just, I don't see it like I the I ground can't... cloud horizon or do you skip yeah, the ground, ground? horizon? Yep, I'm skipping straight to it. Um, but I don't know. I just can't see the first of all the kind of person who would log into this and sit down seriously. I don't think is necessarily the best person that we need to recruit. Like oh yeah, instead of playing Fortnite or whatever, I'm gonna go play the Air Force Academy admissions video game. It's kind of like in the office, you know, when they they have the Dunder Mifflin website and they want to use it for social media and marketing and stuff, and it was infiltrated. And it's a paper company. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you're hanging out in the virtual paper store where you're talking about paper, and yeah, that's no, awful. Well, to be just to to clear the air, um, it 
the graphics used weren't from the actual video game, and it's not an Air Force Academy admissions thing. It's like an Air Force general, can you be an airman in the Air Force kind of deal. But Uh-oh. I know what you're getting at. Here's my other question is, like, I'm I airmen are awesome people, military are awesome people, but it's not like the standards are that high to go to, like, to just join the Air Force or join the military. So my question is, if they're using this as a metric to decide if people can get in or can't, is there also going to be retribution? Like, can they find out, like, psychopath answers? And if you're, like, someone's busting down your door because you answered the wrong thing in the Air Force video game? Like, that's a scary thought as well. Yeah. It says the only way they identify you is by your IP address, but I'm fairly certain they could convert an IP address to a real address and a geological location. But I'm not a cyber cyber guy, so I don't know. Yeah. Somebody help us out with that. Um, yes, yeah, so that was part one of, um, what are we calling these? Audio memes? Um, Audio and, memes. Yes, yeah, so we'll go to part two. So the other thing, I, so I sat down and the, as I've been basically harping on and telling you guys um, nonstop, if I try to do Behind Enemy Lines, because I like this segment a lot because it's just funny seeing news articles about uh, West Point and Navy. But the articles have just gotten so ridiculous and everything's been so inundated. When all you do is type in the name of an academy, whether it's Air Force, it's... And I want you guys to do this. Like, actually, please go do it. Because I want you to see that I'm not working hard to get these things. Like, it's right on the front page of Google that I'm finding these ridiculous articles. And so, basically, when you combine small-town news um, with USAFA appointees, it's just, as I said, it's a goldmine of misinformation and hot opinions. And it's just because these dudes are clearly from tiny towns of less than, like, 10,000 people in the middle of, like, nowhere Michigan. No offense if you're from Michigan. Um, I just picture a lot of these stories, these people being from there for whatever reason. I've never even been to Michigan. And then just USAFA appointees who are probably naturally, like, a little bit cocky anyways. Um, but they have, they've probably either never been to USAFA or have only visited. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So the first thing... It came that always comes up, and I just picked the first one, but the article was, and I blocked out all the students' names just because, I don't know, it's me being a little paranoid about not wanting to dox people, I guess. Um, but student secures prestigious Air Force Academy scholarship. The internet is rampant with calling. The, people don't know what it is. They don't understand what the academies are, so they just call it an, a, uh, a scholarship, and they'll usually tack a dollar amount onto it. So they'll say... So-and-so has received a $450,000 scholarship to the United States Air Force Academy. And I'm just like, dude, where? (laughs) Like, I get it. Maybe in the end, that's what they do is they spend that much. It breaks down to that. But trust me, if you are not a cadet and you're listening to this, first of all, why? Second of all, thank you. Third of all, uh, I assure you, I did not receive $450,000 of anything. So I would like to know who's getting most of that money um but yeah those are always just great to see so that's just like a little bit of misinformation the next one um was just talking about it was a kid who clearly they and the the reporter just got too into the weeds and started asking about what happens like i I think these kids have a thing where they get in and they feel proud about themselves and are proud of themselves and they don't like feel comfortable saying i just don't know like, they feel like they have to have all the answers. So I guess one of these reporters was asking about what happens after they graduate. And the kid was saying uh, that he wanted to be a pilot. And he was like, there, 
two years of training afterwards plus the eight-year commitment. And then he goes on to say, but since there's not really a reserve component of flight, the three years of reserve becomes active duty. And that was so funny to me for a few reasons. First of all, uh, I apologize to any USAFA grads who are reserve flyers. Uh, apparently this kid has just invalidated you, like boom roasted, <laughs> and you don't exist and you aren't a real person. Um, but second, it's like what he was doing was clearly just kind of cr- trying to crunch the numbers in his head and make it work. Like sitting down, when you, like in, uh, in the parallel that I drew is like sitting down to a GR when you have your um, equation sheet, but you have no clue what's going on, and just trying to force numbers in it to make it work. That's what this kid was doing. Like, yeah, there's an eight-year commitment, but there's not really a reserve component, so they just turn it into active duty and all that stuff. That was just awesome. I don't know. Well, the best part about all of this is <clears throat> I. <laughs> it's, it's almost as if they all forget what Google is. Like, it would literally take... 30 second Google search to kind of figure out half of these problems. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even making fun of the kids. Like the kids are whatever. They're oh, just... I didn't know stuff before I went there. Yeah, I no, no. I, I think if most of us did, we wouldn't have ended up going there. So dude, like hands up. I really didn't know that you, it, that we had to get a degree in, uh, like a bachelor's of science. Like if I would, I would have been terrified if I knew that. Like when I got there and they're like, yeah, you have to take all these math classes. Like no way. Also didn't know that dually year was a thing. I thought it was just basic and that's it. So I <laughs> I made the joke, I remember this, um, and I still to this day hate the guy who who I had this conversation with. But I was like, yeah, in a few days. And I was just messing with the dude. I was like, yeah, in a few days, you and I can be friends. And he looks at me and he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, like basic will be over. He's like, dude, no, you have an entire year of this. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I didn't find that out till the end of basic. So, um Another one that a kid said, if I get into JAG, I'll definitely do 20 years, even longer. First of all, and I'm not going to get into the weeds of this, I will tell you, I was a, a legal studies major, and so I know that they only let one or two kids go JAG from the academy, if that. And so to just say that you're going to will yourself to 20 years, like, yeah, if I get JAG, I'll probably just stay in until I'm a four-star. I don't know. Maybe higher. We'll see. Plus, uh, I could be wrong, but wouldn't, like... Wouldn't being a JAG in the Air Force for 20 years be, like, mind-numbing? Like, wouldn't you want to get out as soon as possible to be a lawyer doing real cases? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, you're just, you're... Rather than there, with, like, A1Cs, like, doing drugs and stuff. Yeah, more or less. I mean, there are, like, decent jobs, but, yeah, you're, you're not going to want to stay on for that long. Uh, another one, I'm not 100% sure what I want to study, but I know career-wise I want to be a pilot. So that probably means aeronautical engineering. (laughs) Can you imagine that? And it's funny because if you're a pilot out there or if you uh, know pilots, so many of them are not the most technically uh, savvy people when it comes to just education, even though they're absolute rock stars when it comes to, um, you know, being good beyond the stick and quick thinking, that kind of thing. But um, I was saying this to you earlier. If you had to be an aero major... In order to fly, there would be like fifty air, fifty pilots in the air force. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd <be it>. like <laughs> at this time we don't we're not able to uh, you know be that specific. So nice. Maybe that's team. why there's such a pilot shortage because they're forcing everybody to be aeronautical engineering majors now. True. Can you imagine if that kid seriously like just struggled his entire way through and then found out like on graduation day like or I guess on AFSC drop day. They're like, I didn't have to be an aero major? Yeah, like, the general studies guy who was last in his squadron with him got 
know, <laughs> the same pilot training base as him. Yeah. Uh, another one, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but just the, this was a classic quote where they asked about what his day is going to be like, um, and the kid just drops, like, that classic ESPN schedule that goes on whenever we get a game on primetime, and they do, they show the flash of, like, what a cadet's schedule looks like, and the they show it, oh, the day starts at 4 o'clock in the morning with Reveille, uh, and then you have to go to four hours of mandatory training, and then studying, and then class for 17 hours, and then practice, and then maybe lights out at, at 5 a.m., and it's like, but that's like a 26-hour day. It's like, yeah, that's what it's like here. And so, um, yeah. Put a picture of Lakota Wills in his, uh, his parade dress, or whatever. Oh, shout out Lakota Wills. Never met the kid. Beauty, though. Um, so that's a great one. Another one, this, again, this sounds like me making fun of somebody, but it's just one of those things where they, I feel like these hometowns, they just try to paint kids into corners like, oh, he's the, the best, when at the end of the day, we're pretty much just normal people. But every time I hear the national anthem, I tear up. That whole song, everything, is going to mean something so different to me. Um, dude, three weeks in Jack's Valley is not going to change your entire outlook on life, I promise you. Like, Plus, you're going to run out a lot of te- <laughs> run out of a lot of tears living on campus for four years. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one, which is my favorite, well... I, I guess this is the last one I'll talk about, but um, my favorite was, I'm looking forward to becoming more of a leader than I already am. That was one of my f- main goals, was trying to find a college. Fantastic what? quote. Fantastic <laughs> quote. <laughs> I'm looking forward to becoming more of a leader than I already am. Dude. You gotta add s- that last piece in there. Oh, I, oh, I know. But th- <laughs> let's, I'm just trying to break it down. The first part, dude, you're 17. Like, what happened? One day you convinced a kid on your cross-country team to run a little bit faster than they have ever have before, like, <laughs> come on. And once again, that's what I'm saying, like, as much as it sounds like I'm making fun of the kid, it's just how they get painted into a corner in these, like, small towns. Like, you are the greatest leader to ever come out of this town. It's like, you yeah. just got new software. <laughs> that's, that's it. And then, uh, yeah, one of my main goals was trying to find a place where they breed leadership. And th- that's just, like, like I said, they don't even know what they're saying. I guarantee they're, you this kid's they're dad... Drinking- they're drinking the can, the can Gatorade. Yeah, sure. they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This place breeds leadership. Yeah, it does. It breeds leadership, and guess what? Some of it's inbreeding leadership, and it's not great. The results are a little wonky. Because if you think <laughs> you're going to go to Usafa, yeah, if you think you're going to go to Usafa and have great leaders across the board, whew, you got another thing coming. Um, yeah, so those were I don't know. Those were pretty funny, and like I said. I I didn't have to look far. That's why I had to put that up because it's just right there in front of your face. Um, hey, Yeti's back, by the way. Nope. I'm gonna let you know that reappearance. It's like Sasquatch. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the Falcon Pup's gonna be out tonight. Maybe we'll see. But, why is that? Um, I don't know. She's pretty asleep. We had a big day today. Is she in bed before taps? She is. She's got a GR tomorrow to take. But um, yeah. Uh, what do you want to do next? We got, here, I'll give you the, like, shot out of a cannon. We got, you know what I didn't get? Cadet, consent, disenroll, and, uh, soups list. So, let's go with soup li- soups list. Alright, soups list, this is for, we've had a few J-Rotsy kids, Civil Air Patrol kids, ask us, uh, for advice. And I don't know exactly what they're talking about, because some of them, just based on doing a little Instagram search of them, like, kind of clicking on their profile, seems like some of them are, like, the class of 2022 of high school, but they want advice on going to the academy. So I said, this week, let's do a, uh, a soups list. 
of things to do before you unprocess. So you've already gone to the academy. Probably high school's over for you. Uh, what's going on on that list? I'm going to let you start. All right. I'm ready. Uh, number one is... <laughs> keep in mind, we are being a little... Maybe, well, no, we're not being facetious at all. This is all dead serious, and you should definitely do this stuff. Oh, if uh, you take one, a, if you take a, a single ounce of my advice... Uh, on this one, then you deserve whatever's coming to you. So I'm just saying that. Number one is make it seem like you're getting deployed and put your address out there for everybody to send you stuff that you probably won't even be allowed to have during basic. That's really good. Actually, that's pretty funny. Because, yeah, that was... Uh, not hey. undermining people who are getting deployed, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 nonsense. No, that's not, it's not like that at all. It, it is. It's the kids who are like, hey guys, headed, headed out to Yusafa. Don't know when I'll hear from you ever again. Well, you yeah. do. It's in six <laughs> weeks, Bucko. Uh, Actually, it's probably in three weeks at Dooley Day Inn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, you're uh, allegedly worth $470,000, so trust me, no one's going to let anything happen to you. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Thanks. Um, my next one is confess uh, your love to your high school crush because... Mm-hmm. It, it's a win-win. Either they're, well, maybe in the long run it's not, but short short term it's a win-win. Either they're they're like, yeah, I love you too, and, you know, stuff goes down, or, like, I'm really not that interested, and then you leave and you never have to come home ever again. Did you do that? No, I didn't. It wasn't a personal <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I know it still hurts probably. Yeah. Well, I like that too because then it's like, what do you do? You start a relationship and have somebody to write letters to um, I remember the kids who would be, like, I don't know, I'm trying to be, like, a little sensitive here, because I know everybody just has, like, different, uh, you know, just different, like, ways they go about life, and everybody has a different story and a different path, but the kids who show up to basic, like, overly in love with their girlfriends are simply the worst, and, like, every time you have downtime, where the cadre are, like, being cool and just talking to you, that's all they want to talk about, like, yeah, my, uh, my girl back at home. Usually the girl, actually the girls are usually really cool about it because they're usually like either they don't have a boyfriend or if they do they're kind of like, yeah I don't know whatever probably gonna break up with them but <laughs> yeah it's always the guys who are like I guess whatever we're already there I'll just go deep into the weeds get some people mad at me but it's usually the southern kids a lot of kids not to generalize but from Texas and Georgia and stuff who are like yeah my <laughs> and it's funny when some of them are like oh yeah my fiance like we I proposed to her on prom night that kind of thing. <laughs> I think they watched a little too much Friday Night Lights before they <sighs> yeah. made their way up north. Yeah. But it happens. Ready for my third one? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. My third one, uh, definitely do this. You can't miss. You, if you sit this part out, then you're, you're going to be way behind when you when you show up. So uh, oh, I, hope, I hope you guys have been, been taking part in this. Make sure you Dude. guys run. Damn it. Run okay. with a ruck, run with a ruck and your boots on so you can break them in. I knew we were gonna have an overlapping one. The second I, one that yeah, one. I know, I know. All right, I'm just gonna add to mine then. I'm gonna. Here's what I wrote down. I said, "Break in your boots. You should have been issued them <laughs> at birth to start breaking them in. Like literally, if you had any inkling, your parents should have went and bought you a pair of size 12 boots or whatever you are now. Um, but if you didn't, it's fine. Just bring five pairs." If you didn't, if you didn't have a chance to break them in, so you can like tie the shoelaces together and tie them to your backpack. Yep, and it's gonna be really easy because it's like a super easy day. They don't make you run across the Tizo like fifty times for absolutely no reason while learning the seven basic responses. So, 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And just in that same vein, I guess we'll say, like, maybe learn the entire contrails of, like, a year that isn't yours back, like, front to back, because why not? Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing in, like, parent forums, I know, is, like, hey, any way I can get a copy of, like, contrails, like, dude, chill out. Like, you, you don't really need an edge <laughs> over your buddies. Like, you're not competing for that F-35 slot uh, in your dually year, so. Uh, all yeah, right, I always to, loved that. Yeah. You want me to do mine? Yeah. All right. Um, so my first one is smoke weed. Um, definitely smoke weed. You're about to go in the Air Force. Uh, you can't do it once you're in. Um, you're, uh, there's definitely not going to be a drug test where you kind of like look around and you go, Oh, we had to, we had to take a drug test. I thought it was like, you just signed that form and that was it. Say you don't do drugs and that's all. Yeah. Um, no, it's just smoke weed. And then in like, when you get there, tell ever tell all your classmates, uh, about how you smoked weed and then also let them know the futile things that you did to get it out of your system because uh, THC is a fat-soluble molecule and can't be pushed out using, like, diuretics and exercise and stuff like that. But just say that anyways. Like, hey, man, I drank a ton of cranberry juice and took niacin pills because uh, that doesn't work. But whatever. So that's my first one. So do you, do I don't you like see that? what could go wrong with that. Yeah, definitely do that. No, uh, didn't know any kids that got kicked out for weed for failing a drug test freshman year but i did have a kid um prep school year so i went to the prep school and prep school year he was like we had to take a drug test uh like i think it was like the second day we were there like on day zero or day one or whatever and he comes out and he's like uh i didn't know we had to do that it's like (laughs) what what other part where you're in the military? <laughs> yeah. Although, this is one thing that cracked me up. Did you remember, um, I'm sure everybody knows, we're in the same, we were in the same class, but, uh, we had to take a drug test, like, after, I think it was, like, halfway through basic, which was weird, because we, I think we had to do two, and I don't know, I, I think that's what had to happen, but I was just like, that's pretty bizarre to give us one halfway through basic, unless they thought... Someone was getting mailed drugs or something, like, just relaxing in their four hours of sleep each night. Just something to take the edge off. I don't know. Um, Maybe. I don't remember that. But. Well, we had to take a drug test in Clune, and I remember it. And we were, like, Oh, yeah. Deep. Yeah. Right. Uh, sorry. That was kind of an aside. We probably could have saved that for a conversation for ourselves. But uh, my second one, make a strong online presence for yourself. Um, make sure you're really active on, like, online forums comment on Facebook, on the Academy about how you're the best ever, uh, talk about how you're basically going to be in an astronaut program already, um, because that never goes poorly, in my opinion. Can't. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's going to look you up later, so. Yes, exactly. Um, no, the biggest thing that I think incoming people need to remember is that at the end of the day, especially now, I still see like the seniors the academy as kids and i know they're not but it's just like it's just very natural like people are people they're not these like like they're gonna look you up on facebook and instagram and twitter and stuff so yeah be careful and then once again like i said the last one breaking those boots <laughs> oh yeah can't that break is, them in enough you that is be wearing the, them to sleep that is the biggest the biggest like rumor where it's just parents trying to take care of their kids that's it but it's so stupid like well, the funny thing about it is, like, I feel like it was one of those things. I I think I caught wind of it 
like before I am processed, but I never took it to heart. But it is one of those things where it's like this gray area where like you don't know because I feel like if you Google it, everything says like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And then you get there and you're like, this was a total waste. It's so weird they won't let me wear my Nike boots when everyone else is stuck stuck with the meat brick 2000s. Well, my whole my thing about it is like, so what if what do the kids who are bringing their boots think that the other kids are doing? Like, do they just think that they're more prepared and they're gonna have an easier time, or do they think that like if they don't bring boots they're gonna get like kicked out or something like that? Like, I don't know, but I don't know either. It's usually the kids who's like whose parents like are, are a little. Uh, little overboard those are the kids yeah. who bring their own boots and they always like they in the thing is is like the the pictures i would say one of the most underrated things about isafa is that they have so if you don't know and actually everybody should know one of the very strange things about basic is there's going to be people taking pictures of you the entire time yeah like at your lowest moments it's going to be some like high school girl or i guess college girl with a nose ring from the springs, walking around taking pictures of you. 24 oh, I forgot 7. about that. Yes, web guy. And these Whoa. pictures get, oh man, this is one of those things that's super obvious, but like, I just, it's it's a really weird and surreal thing that happens. So, people are going to be taking pictures of you basically 24-7. It's going to be the same people, and they kind of walk around, and it, they're going to capture you like at your worst moments. Like when you're standing there in your robe waiting to shower, when you're on the assault course, all that kind of stuff, and it goes up, and all your parents do all day is scroll through the internet and look for, like, a glimpse of you. And on in processing Day, you always see the exact same kids who's, like, just seem way uptight, and they're always just holding on to a pair of boots, or there's, like, a pair of boots around their neck, and those are always the kids who have to do the most push-ups, like, on the pad when you get to the footsteps, so, yeah. Dude, I totally forgot about the random picture-takers. Yeah. Like, it is such a weird concept. I remember we talked about this a little bit last year, how we wanted to start an anti-web guy campaign. Because I think I think web guys, like, I think web guys single-handedly ruin in America. It's hot take, but... I don't like how they call it web guy, because it makes it sound like it's one person. And that's really, really creepy, because it sounds like it's one dude who's compiling all the pictures. But here's the thing. Like I just said, it's not one guy who's out there taking pictures. It's usually, like, college-age kids and mostly girls. So what I'm picturing is is like some kind of like pimp ring where this web guy's like quote unquote is getting these pictures from the girls of all the cadets and he's like compiling them. He's like, yeah, this is gonna go to the parents. And I think it's pretty expensive too. I think I think what happens is you get locked in and you forget that you're paying it. Kind of like me with like I had like four Spotify subscriptions running at once <laughs> one time. I think that's what happens with parents and they pay like throughout the entire time of the academy. Then you graduate, and it's like, web guy sends them a thing like, hey, check out the pictures from graduation. It's like, oh, it turns out I've been paying $50 a month for the last four years. So, Yeah, it's crazy, dude. We have to we, we have to expand a little bit further on web guy in a further episode. but Yeah, sorry, that was a little, that was off the cuff. That was kind no, of No, because to us. it's one of those things where, like, I, I can vaguely picture, I feel like there's different people's assigned, different photographers assigned to either, like, different squadrons or different flights or whatever. Because I would see the same girl, like, every day. And I was like, this is just weird. Like, this is weird. I'd see her, like, on her phone. I was like, damn, I'm jealous. Like, what are you doing over there? What's going on in the world? Well, what I, th I thought it was just weird because I'm like, are they on some kind of gag order where they can't talk about, like, the different training and stuff that they see? Because they were everywhere, man. They were seriously, like, 
that was the biggest thing is like we were getting ready to go to the shower and I remember seeing like walking down and they have those like I don't even know I'm not a camera guy so I don't know but like the ones that have the the audible shutters and the cadre like walk around them and like oh excuse me enjoy taking yeah. pictures <laughs> let's do that actually yeah let's do that let's go get cameras and just walk around basic and you just have to wear like a polo that's a certain color yeah, but yeah. Abba, we just take pictures of like like super close ups of the cadre, like get right in their face when they're screaming. Like you stand right in front front of them and take a picture. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Um. Okay, so that was soups list. Let's go on to Canadian consent disenroll. Um, All right, you go first. I don't want to. All right, Canadian consent disenroll. I don't feel like explaining it again. Do you want to? I always feel weird when I explain it. It's Mary F. Kill. That's it. Canadian consent disenroll. <laughs> you know it. All right. All right, the three for you, we're doing summer programs. So uh, summer programs slash summer jobs, something you're doing in the summer. We're going to try and encompass all all classes except for the young duallys. Um So one is a glider program, so yes. airmanship. Initial glider, you're not like an IP or anything. Number two is CADM. So you're working CADM, basic. And number three is uh, RPA. So these are just programs that we're doing, like, like CADM like, is like something that you go to, or are you a cadre there? No, you're a cadre at CADM. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So I'm gonna throw out glider, um, strictly because I, and this is absolutely no offense to you, but uh, to not to you, but to anybody listening. I just don't like glider IPs. Like, I don't like glider kids at all. Because they always seem to have everything so together. And they always seem to have such a clear thing. Like, yes, I'm going to be a pilot. And they were the one. They were the kids at the academy who... They would say exactly what they wanted to fly and exactly what they wanted to do. And then I looked them up a few years later and I would see on, like, Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, damn it, that kid said he was going to fly F-35s and now that's what he's doing. And so that was always the one thing about, like, glider kids. And I, I don't know. They were always just, like, really well-loved in their squad and all that kind of stuff. And that was just not me. So so Kamesh is jealous. Coffee. It's, yeah, it's it's jealousy for sure. Uh, it, but, like, in a weird way. Because, like, I don't actually want to be that. But I'm, I think it's awesome, like, if you're a glider guy. And gliding does seem pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I decided to do jump. So I'm just going to throw that one out. So that's going to be my disenroll. Um, All right, fair enough. My other two, let's see. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to consent Cadam because it's one of those things where you have to really love hanging out with security forces guys to do it all summer long or all summer period long. And that's a drag. And I always just remember, it still just resonates in my head. You would always hear, oh, security forces is going to come jack you up if you do this. The range safety officers are going to jack you up if you do that. And it was always, like, one of those super empty threats. But what they were talking about is, it's important, like, range safety. But it's just, like, the same droning things over and over again. And for whatever reason, that little section of Jack's Valley, of Cadham, it feels a little hotter. And it feels a little drier. And it's like, you kind of feel like you're in Afghanistan when you're yeah. over there. <laughs> like, I've never been to Afghanistan, but I imagine that's exactly what it feels like. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And so that's just kind of what I have to say about that. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Catam? Um, things with Catam, I mean, I only ever did it as a basic. But I always heard horror stories of, like, you know, some kid, maybe it was like an international student or something that didn't understand instructions and wasn't, like, intentionally being, you know, going against the rules, but they would, like, turn towards the entire crowd, like... That's what I'm saying. It was all... Yeah, it was just all, like... It, it was all, like, anecdotes. Like, you would get there... And they would just be like, yeah, this one time, and it was like, we literally killed a kid because he, like, didn't clear his magazine. And it's like, dude, what? Like, I don't even <laughs> want to do this. Like, can I just go yeah. sit in the corner and eat box nasties? Like, and so, <laughs> but at the same time, as like, the kids who did go there, they were on, like, the combat shooting team and stuff like that. The kids who were the cadre. <clears throat> and so good for them. They absolutely loved it. Like, I remember when I was going through basic, uh, one of the kids gave me a dip. So shout out to that guy if he's an FMBA kid, because that was. I'm sure he remembers. Yeah, so that was huge. Well, he probably gave a dip to a kid every day, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so I'll consent to that. Just like a one-time thing. It was fun, but it was just kind of stressful when we were shooting like Vietnam era weapons, and I don't know. Uh, so that leaves me with what was the last one? So you got cadate consent and disenroll. No, so no, no. Was, to... Yeah, it was what was the last one. Oh, uh, RPA. Yeah, so the last one's RPA. Um, I don't know. I it's yeah, it's kind of like the law of deleting everything, whatever you call that. But uh, I don't know. I feel like that has to be chill. Like it's in the cadet area. You don't have to travel. That was one of the worst things. Is when you get to when you're an upperclassman. They kind of just tell you, like, hey, you need to meet here. And it's like, they kind of expect you to just, like, drive your own car and show up to Jack's Valley at the right times and all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like just meeting up in the RPA zone, which I don't even know where that is. I just have the feeling that it's, like, a dark room. And I don't know if that's true. But, like, you know in that commercial and, like, the science fiction-y commercials for the Air Force? I just picture one of those rooms. So, that's so nice. I. Yeah, I actually did this. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was it was my airmanship while everyone else was jumping out of airplanes and stuff. We were, I mean, part of it was kind of chill because it's like you're in an air-conditioned room and, you know, you you go to the gym that night or whatever and you hear of your buddy whose lines were twisted in his canopy and he almost died. And you're like, yeah, the AC went out for a little bit, which kind of sucked. but And I didn't get the box nasty I wanted. But yeah, it was pretty funny because we got to the end of it and it's like, we had like a check ride and there's three people who are working pretty much at one time. Yeah. And of course I'm grouped up with two of my friends, uh, cause we got to pick our own groups, which is, you know, was a disaster. Yeah. And somehow I ended up being the one at the very end where we literally all had no idea what we were doing. And they sit down all three of us and they're like, you know, you and you point at my other friends, like you guys did a great job today. Um, you guys are going to get your wings and move on. Uh, just make sure you fill out this, this paperwork. And then they literally like sat me down and I had no idea what I was. None of us had any idea what we were doing. And he was talking to me about how I almost flew out of the protected airspace and how it could have been a big, bigger deal if there were other aircraft around and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, none of us had any idea what was going on. Why are you pinpointing this on me? So not the best experience for me, but at the end of the day, it's still pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, that just kind of got me in the mood to share my story about, um, jump. So when I went through AM 490, I went in and not a big academics guy. Like I don't like bold face. I don't like all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they make you do is they basically hang you up in like a fake 
scenario where you're like, it's like you're in free fall, and they give you a bunch of EPs, like emergency procedures, and you have to say exactly what's going on. Here's the thing. In theory, that doesn't sound bad, like you're just up there, but the thing is, they're actually dangling you in some kind of like 50 Shades of Grey like swing where you're hooked up by your giblets, and that's exactly <laughs> how I was, and they were like pelting you with questions and spinning you. And I was just like, dude, I don't know, and I did really bad, and I was in a really bad mood, and I got down, and they sat me down, and they were like, hey, we just want to let you know, we don't know if you're going to jump, um, because we're a little nervous about your ability to overcome emergency scenarios, and I was like, honestly, like, if I get into an emergency situation, and it feels like that on my junk, like, I'm probably just going to crash, like, into the ground, I don't really care, and they were <laughs> like, okay, well, that's pretty dangerous, but, uh, there's a lot of paperwork if we tell you you can't jump, so we're just going to let you jump. And I was like, all right. That, seems, so, that seems like the right decision. Yeah, so I Q1'd uh, all my jumps, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Which it's yeah, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, so I did really good on all my jumps, and I got to the very end, and I got to know some of the uh, some of the people on Wings of Blue, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'd like to give this a try. And they came in, and then they gave the sales pitch. They were like, yeah, if you want to be on Wings of Green, they were like, here's the things you need to do. Number one, you got to be a good dude. And I was like, I'm kind of a good dude. I was like, some people would say I'm a little crass, a little, uh, a little abrasive, and maybe a little hostile at times. But overall, I'm an okay guy. And they were like, and then also, other than that, just uh, you know, you got to represent well. So maybe I, th I think the average team GPA is like a 4.0. And they were like, if you can maybe meet around that, that'd be great. And I was like, okay, never mind. So um, that was the beginning and ending of my dreams of becoming a member of the Wings of Blue. So I never got yeah. to don the. Uh, the bird suit and jump, but here we are, so. Maybe someday, if you, you go back. Yeah. Um, okay, we've gotten off a lot off tracks, but I'll give the quick cadet consent disenroll to you. Uh, number one, ESET cadre, going out in the woods. Basically, if you haven't, if you've done CST, you know how much it sucks to go out in the woods and do, and basically do nothing, not have any food. Um, ESET cadre, if you're the actual cadre for that, you still have to do all the suck parts. The difference is you're not hungry. Um, a little bit better, still sucks. Assault course cadre, uh, another thing like where it seems like it's the dream job if you're a dually, young, going through it, but at the end of the day you have to go hang out in like Jackskanistan, so that sucks. And then last is SMO, um, where people have horrific medical injuries with like bones poking out and they're like throwing out blood and you're armed with a cold compress and a Gatorade. So tell me, could they consent us and roll? Okay, so disenrolling dis SMO, that's an easy one. A lot of people wanted that job because it was apparently relatively cush, but basically gross. I don't want to be looking at people's blisters all day and giving them little things here and there. Um, two, you're supposed to, I'm assuming, I think I've done, uh, what's it called, SABC. I think I've been trained in SABC probably upwards of 10 times, and I have no idea what to do with any of that stuff. Like yeah. I, the amount of times I've wrapped a tourniquet around a dummy's arm is probably, I can't even count, but if there was an actual situation where I had to do that, I would have no idea what to do. So that's good. Um, so I don't want to be the first one to have to deal with that stuff. If that comes, if that, if that's what goes down, dude, I have no smoke experience, but I will tell you that when I was a, uh, a cadre for one of the courses, <coughs> I had a kid come up and he couldn't participate and I asked him what was wrong. He said he was on form 18. And I was like, what are you on Form 18 for? And he goes, quote, unquote, depression and hemorrhoids. Jeez. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, you don't have to do anything. And he just sat in the corner. Like, yeah, pouted. I'm not messing with that. Uh, <laughs> that's out of my comfort zone right there. Yeah. That's right. crazy. Uh, I'm going to Kadate ESET. Um, yeah, it sucks you're in the woods, but it was kind of like, I remember when I was going through it, uh, you know, when I was actually going through it, you're kind of sitting there and you're all hungry and stuff, and the, and the instructor's just sitting there, like, I think one instructor, like, dropped off Chick-fil-A for him as he's, like, sitting there eating it in front of us, so yeah. it can't really be that bad, it's just a quick little camping trip, and you can always leave, like, who cares? Yeah, I hate camping, so. Well, and then uh, my consent is the A course, last one left. I think I think they it was relatively short days. I never worked it. It was you know ex- pretty much sound like the football club exclusive, um, so I never really worked it. But it can, it's got to be kind of humorous. Like there were some dudes that would just sit there and not do anything, and then there were other guys who would get way more into it. And I think you can kind of depending on how you're feeling that day, kind of pick uh, either either or whichever you're kind of feeling. Yeah, I think those are actually pretty good picks. I would probably switch. Uh... Assault course and ESET cadre just for because I don't know seems a little bit better. ESET cadre was absolutely brutal when I when I went out and I do remember this is like a shout out to my cadre who is probably not listening to this but I went out with this one girl and she was great and she like wanted to actually show us everything but the thing was I'm like dude I'm never gonna be in one of these situations like when am I ever gonna crash a plane into hostile territory in Colorado like it's not gonna happen so. Uh, we got out there, but she was showing us absolutely everything, like, stopping along the way, like, hey, this kind of, you can eat this kind of tree branch, but, like, this one's good for <laughs> brushing your teeth. And I was like, okay. And, uh, like, you can, like, you can wipe your butt with this kind of squirrel, but not this one, and that kind of stuff. So, she showed us all that, and I remember when I went out, um, as a cadre, I went out with a bunch of kids who were, like, Eagle Scouts, and a few were, like, really eager to learn different survival techniques, and they were like, hey, are we going to learn anything? And I was like, no, let's go. And we just, like, booked it on a hike to our location. I was like, make a bed. They were like, we don't know how. And I was like, not my problem. And I went into my tent, and that was it. Sounds like a fun guy to be around. <laughs> yeah, and then the next day we were told that we needed to hike to find our water, even though they didn't leave a water cache out. And I don't know. I'm still I'm still bitter about this years later, but uh, <laughs> but that's really it. I can it. tell. Still haven't recovered from that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for a pretty unplanned episode, I think we uh, riffed pretty well, went off on a lot of tangents. Um, that's really all we got for that segment, though. Let's go on to minutes. So, what do you got for us? Surprise, surprise. Go ahead and visit fastneatbelowaverage.com. Fastneatbelow. Then you're going to spell average, A-V-G. We just, we're trying to make your life a little bit easier. Take out some letters. Dot com. Got a lot of good stuff on there. We got a, We got a lot of Really cool stuff that's going to be coming out in probably the next month to two months. Um, some cool summer type, you know, t-shirts. We're going to have our 2018 football season t-shirt dropping soon. And uh, yeah. some other good accessories that are that are going to be, keep a lookout for. That was just cryptic enough for people to be like, I have no idea what he's talking about. But yes, yep. no, we do have very exciting things coming out that, uh, that I think what's the way I would describe them is that we're not trying to make, like, FNBA gear. It's not supposed to be stuff that people look at and say, oh, you follow FNBA. It's more so, like, oh, you went to the Academy, but they're, like, subtle signs and, like, subtle references and things like that. Like, stuff that's actually, like, a little bit classy to where it's things that, you know, we were, like, 
man, you can't walk into the cadet store or the visitor center and get this stuff. So we're really excited about it. And uh, again, if you guys have anything you want us to have in the store or any kind of feedback, uh, always just let us know. But that's really all we got for this week, and we'll see you again next week. You got anything else? Yeah. No, that's it. All right. Have a good one. Bye. See you. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. Touch it, touch it.